Russo. Welcome in. This is the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central. BamaCentral.com on the Bama Central Broadcasting Network. And you're watching me or listening to me live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, or you're listening to me on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you can get your podcast. We appreciate everybody who's tuning in to the Joe Gaither Show as a part of the Bama Central Broadcasting Network. Want to shout out our other shows that are on the Broadcasting Network, All Things Alabama Podcast, All Things Bama Podcast, and then uh, as well, the Blue Collar Unplugged Podcast. So we love, we appreciate those two shows as, long, as well coming along with us and creating a little Network, the Bama, uh, Bama Central Broadcasting Network, so we're going to have a lot of fun. It's a Friday. Woohoo! We made it to the end of the week, everybody. We made it to the end of the week, everybody, and Alabama baseball is still alive over there in Hoover, so really, really excited uh, for the performance that Alabama baseball has put on this week, and we want to see it uh, continue, hopefully, into the official weekend with Saturday, so really looking forward to, uh, to, to it being Friday and getting some diamond action. Hopefully, we're going to have some success this weekend, and we'll get right into it. You can jump in and join the show uh, like my friend James uh, James Flash Fluteman just did by uh, commenting on the Facebook side, on the Twitter side, on the YouTube side, or you can send me, uh, find me on the Twitter machine or really any social media at JoeGaither6 is where you can find me and leave your comments, questions, queries, and complaints right there. As well, you can read us on BamaCentral.com and, and find us on the social medias at BamaCentral on the Twitter machine as well. So let's Let's get right into it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a Friday, and uh, let's get right into it. Let's start with baseball. Obviously, yesterday Alabama takes down Big Bad Auburn and sends Auburn home. No better feeling eliminating anyone than eliminating the Auburn Tigers. Garrett McMillan taking the mound. Tuscaloosa native taking the mound, and really having uh, a, a good day, a, a strong day. Of course. It's SEC baseball. They're going to get some runs. He in, he went six uh, he went six innings, allowing five hits, only gave up the three runs uh, with three walks and eight strikeouts. He took took home the win, controlled the controlled the entire game. And what you've seen, what you've seen with the Alabama pitchers, really. Uh, over the last couple of weeks is the starting pitchers are going deeper into games. They're going deeper into games just as a trend. Going deeper into games and saving your bullpen. Yesterday's bullpen action was uh, Hagen banked rightly quick and then Hunter Hoops getting getting the uh, getting the save. But you're saving the bullpen. You're allowing your bullpen guys to, to come back multiple days in a row. You saw that with Alton Davis over the weekend against Ole Miss, uh, and, and then coming back quickly, uh, I know he blew the save against Florida two nights ago, but uh, he, he's able to come back quickly because you're not wearing out the arms. You're not using the arms uh, to a point of detriment. So, so I'm really, uh, really excited to see how uh, they're using the pitchers. It's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun today. Alabama's win over Auburn uh, ensures that you continue to play. It basically guarantees guarantees that you're going to have a hosting spot in a regional next week here in Tuscaloosa. So make your plans to come on down. Division One baseball going into the uh, going into the game yesterday had Alabama ranked 11th and Auburn ranked 10th. Uh, well, you flip-flop those two with the loss, hopefully. You move on up. Uh, what? The top 16 seeds host regionals and the top 8 will host supers after, uh, after that. So uh, Alabama looking good. I mean, looking really good. And on a year where um, there was some tr obviously go, going through the year you kind of didn't know what the what the outlook would be and we've seen look the last four five six years the last 10 years really will Alabama be in the tournament will Alabama make a, a regional 
This year, not the case. The biggest the, the biggest debate has been: Will they host a regional? And that's such a surprise. Well, not a surprise, but it's such a such a positive change, such a positive change, and a positive uh, feeling of momentum going forward. And you know, considering all the things that the baseball team has dealt with, going back to the COVID nineteen year, all the way to this this season with Brad Bohannon's firing. You can't say enough good things about the players. You can't say good enough good things about uh, the guys rallying together and playing well. It's obviously very, very encouraged. You're going to be able to see Alabama taking on Vanderbilt tonight. Tonight about 7, 637, 730, somewhere right in that range. Alabama's going to be playing 30 minutes after Texas A&M and Arkansas. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas. After Texas A&M and Arkansas play, I believe, 4, 430 or so. You'll be able to watch that on SEC Network. Our friends Austin Hannon and Will Miller are up there for Bama Central and BamaCentral.com, so you can follow all their coverage. They'll have live blog coverage as well as uh, write-ups and everything taken care of on the website so, so, so side of things. So really looking forward to seeing the guys get up there uh, and, and continue this run in Hoover. With that being said, and with that be, you know being our framework, Look, you look through the lineup yesterday, uh, and, and you had a great, great production. Tommy Seidel hit you a home run right in the, in the first inning to put you up one to zero. Seidel come back again. Seidel was three, was three for three before he was pulled, um, and he was three for three. So, so really, his last four at bats have really been uh, highly, highly productive at bats. Highly productive at bats for, for, for Tommy Seidel, the Harvard graduate. Uh, he comes in. Look, why are Florida two nights ago? Why are you intentionally walking to load the bases for Tommy Seidel? Uh, he, he's batting 356 on the season, so he's he's really been uh, effective at the plate. The big issue uh, yesterday was pulled out of the game with quote hamstring tightness. I believe that uh, he's going to be a okay. The uh, Jason Jackson essentially said it was all precautionary and that he's going to be all right. It's not a big deal. And Tommy Seidel said as much to SEC Network later on uh, after the game. They put him on the headsets and he said, "Oh, it's no big deal." Uh, his actual his actual explanation was, "We wanted to get uh, more players a chance to play." So come on, what what would great team culture? What great team culture do you have going on right there? And where is it going to end for this Alabama team? I don't know. I don't, I, hopefully, we can take it all the way into the weekend. You play today. You beat Vanderbilt, and then you play the the yeah the winner. Excuse me, the winner of uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Uh, and basically, if you if you handle that, you're in the championship game. You're in the championship game. And, and so, I, look, if you'd have told us we'd be in in the SEC championship game three months ago, you'd say, oh. I don't know about that. I mean, you see the talent is there, but it was it wasn't quite clicking, and and so lately, the last what four weeks, it, it has been clicking at such a high level. So you're taking on Vanderbilt tonight. So let's look back at our series uh, against Vanderbilt, and ironically or interestingly enough, it was Vanderbilt coming into town w uh, the, the weekend or the week that Brad Bohanna was fired. And I did get out to the Joe that, that Thursday night, and it was a beat down of the Vanderbilt Commodores. 11-2 that Thursday night. Then you lose 4-1, to one and you win 2-1 to one, two to one to win your series against Vanderbilt. So, the, guys, the confidence should be very, very high today. Should be there, there, There's no reason why our guys should have any sort of fear or any sort of trepidation going into the matchup today against Vanderbilt. You've already beat them on a series. And, and, and so what all you got to do is continue to go out there and, uh, and and play to the best of your abilities. And, and if you beat Vanderbilt, you just keep it rolling. So uh, let's see. Do I have... 
for do we have the pitchers yet for today's matchup? Let's see, my man, my man Austin Hanner writing our write up last night. I don't, I don't quite see if we have the the pitchers yet for today. But Ben Hess feels like a uh, feels like a good a good go for Alabama today. Uh, we'll have to find out who is going to be on, who's going to be on the mound for Alabama as we approach uh, first pitch closer and closer about seven o'clock tonight. So seven o'clock, you'll be able to find that right there on ES on excuse me on SEC Network, and you'll be able to be able to follow at Austin Hannon SI and Real WB Miller on the Twitter machine for all of their uh, live blog updates and coverage. So. That's what we, what we got for the baseball side. You heard us talk about softball yesterday. We'll do just a little bit right here. We'll keep it going because, of course, 7 o'clock tonight right here at the Rhodes House, what, a mile away from me, a mile away from me, our ladies are going to take on Northwestern. Big thanks to Katie Windham joining me on the program yesterday. If you missed any of the program yesterday, you can find it on replay on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, right there on the Spotify, right under the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central. So Katie, it was great enough to give us uh, right at an hour of her time yesterday and Katie brought some interesting points to me and brought some interesting concepts uh, to, to the program that I think are worth talking about a lot of the focus and rightfully so but a lot of the focus is on oh my gosh can Montana Feltz pitch can Montana Feltz go what's her availability well, well Patrick Murphy confirms that she is going to be available this week. She's going to be uh, fine and available this week, whether it's 100%, 90%, 70%. She's going to be available. But Katie really hit on the bats. The the Alabama bats are what it all comes down to because we've seen Jayla Torrance and Alex Salter and Lauren Esman take the circle for Alabama and end up getting wins. But a lot of times those wins come when you have appropriate run support. And look, you can throw Montana Fouts out there all three games if you want to this weekend but if the girl but if the Alabama offense never never scores a run it doesn't matter who's going to be pitching you got to score you got to get across uh, around the base paths and, and really two home points so uh last weekend you did that really well against Long Island and you did that well against MTSU in the first game but when the pressure god when the pressure came to you on Sunday you ended Sunday what with two runs, uh, losing the first game four to four to one, and, and then winning the second game one to zero. You've got to string the bats together. You have to. And, and Katie did a great job outlining that yesterday. The top of the lineup has to be effective for Ashley Prangy because Prangy's bat, Prangy's bat's been consistent for two years since she's been here. Prangy has been able to carry a stick and, and, and really uh, score the runs for Alabama. Issue is. Uh, batters in front of her. It's been Larissa Pruitt and Jenna Johnson. Jenna, this is your swan song here in Tuscaloosa. We love you, Jenna. Go out swinging that bat and making contact, putting the ball in play. And I think, I mean, you get on base for Ashley Prangy so that you can load the bat. I mean, you got to you got to set up Prangy. You got to set up Dowling. You got to set up Shipman with, with some, uh, some ducks on the pond, if you will. And so I think that's going to be really important this weekend. Like while the focus is going to be on who's pitching and, and how long do you let them go, how long of a leash do you let Jayla Torrance and Salter and and Esmond have? That's up to Patrick Murphy. God, we we heard yesterday from 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 Katie how much Murph was kind of uh, going back and forth last Sunday about putting putting Patrick or putting Montana Fouts in, whether we needed her to keep the season alive or whether he wanted to let her have one more one more run or one more 
outing in the Rhodes house. <laughs> I think it, I think it just signifies how important she really is. But the pitchers this weekend, look, if the pitchers come out there ready to roll, Northwest has played a lot of low-scoring games, and so I expect it to be whatever whatever the Vegas the Vegas total is. Play the under. Uh, what are we going to look at? Like three to nothing, two to nothing, two to one, three to one. We're going to pass some low-scoring games here at the Joe this weekend. I think you just got to get ready for it. And so it makes the batting, it makes the hitting that much more important. When you get the runners on, when you get the runners into scoring position, can you get them in? Can you get the quality hit that continues the inning? You know, the two outs, so what? You've got to continue your innings. You have to. If, you, if your innings are ending after, what, four, five, six pitches because you You've taken quick swings, as Katie, as Katie pointed out to us yesterday, because you're taking quick at bats. You know, you're not you're, you're not causing the opposing pitcher that you're not causing the opponent to work. You're not you're, you're not challenging the other team, and you're not giving yourself uh, the best of the, the best chance to to really be effective later in the games. Because if you wear those pitchers down. Okay, you may not have those graded bats in the first, second, third inning, but you continue to go deep in the count where the uh, where the pitcher out. I think you can really make some noise in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning. So, gonna be looking forward to to, to seeing uh, the girls tonight on the softball diamond right there over at uh, the Rhodes House. We're hosting Northwestern. I do believe it is sold out, so if you're looking for tickets, you're going to have to find that on the secondary market. You'll be able to see that at 7 o'clock this evening, and I believe it'll probably be on ESPN Plus or uh, wherever they could find the uh, streaming services. You'll be able to hear, uh, be following our coverage. Edwin Stanton is going to be over at the Rhodes House doing live blog, and uh, Katie, Katie, Katie Wyndham is going to be right there along with them as both of those uh, both, both of those reporters are going to be in the, in the place for us over at the Rhodes House covering out. Alabama Super Regionals against Northwestern. So follow those guys as they are bringing you pitch by pitch right there at the Rhodes House. And hopefully it's going to be a weekend where Alabama, look, you win two games in a row, you, you, you take the stress out of it, and you're on to Oklahoma City. That's the idea. That's the goal. Now, you may see us end up, uh, okay, two games on Saturday <laughs> if necessary and be really stressful, but it would be great to send the Montana Fouts out uh, from Oklahoma City. Give her a huge standing ovation here at the Rhodes House. Her last time being here, her last time pitching uh, pitching in an Alabama uniform in, in, in the Rhodes House. Look, get out there and give her a huge ovation, and let's have let's let's have the girls uh, make it all the way to Oklahoma City, so that so that her career culminates at, at another with another appearance in, in Oklahoma City, because I think she absolutely deserves that uh, for what she has meant to college softball. She should be she should be concluding her career either with a championship or just with great outings and great performances in Oklahoma City. So looking forward to seeing the girls take care of business uh, this weekend against the Northwest. Western Wildcats. <clears throat> All right, let's keep things going right here on the Joe Gaither Show. I appreciate everybody jumping in and, and watching us live. I've got a couple people watching live, a couple people dropping comments. I really appreciate that. And then you guys uh, listening on the playback on on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting your podcast. Really appreciate all you guys and girls listening to us and all of your participation. All right, this this concept, uh, this kind of talking point sounds like a summer talking point, and that's where we are. It's a Friday. We're going to kind of let our hair down a little bit. Oh, I did get a haircut this week. You can see that if you're watching on <clears throat> on the uh, video platforms. If you're not, if you're listening on the audio platforms, you just got to trust me. But 
We're opening up OTAs uh, across the NFL, uh, and Devontae Smith had some time at the podium on Wednesday. Had, the, had some time at the podium on Wednesday and was asked about a dozen different things. And so uh, I was able to, I was fortunate enough to, to, to write about that for BamaCentral.com. You can read about that right there on BamaCentral.com. Read about Devontae Smith's comments at the media. Only spent about seven or eight minutes up there uh, talking to the media. But Devontae said a lot of interesting things. A lot of, uh, a couple off-the-wall things, but but a, but a lot of straight up, like, exactly what you would think Devontae Smith would be saying. So, let's get into it. First, they were so strange. The Philadelphia media, you're, it was so strange. They asked him, oh, now you're going into your third year. You're going into your third year. What have you learned or what are you more comfortable with? Or, like, how, how are you feeling as a professional, as a professional athlete? And if you follow Devontae Smith for any length of time, look... You you know you know how how prepared our athletes the Alabama Crimson Tide athletes are and you you know the preparation that they get the attention to detail the diet the sleep all that stuff and that's what really the media the Philadelphia media was getting onto is have you found a good workout regimen have you found a good uh, you know have you found a good dietitian have you found a good re- regimen with your diet sleep you know this that. and Devonte was aloof a little bit was basically like oh well. I've had that. It basically kind of insinuated that he's he's carried, he's had these habits coming into the NFL. Now that it's year three, it's not like he just finally clicks and he takes it seriously. No, Devontae Smith has been taking football seriously 10, 15 years probably. For a very long time. For a considerable length of time. Obviously, you don't you, you don't get to the NFL. You don't win a Heisman Trophy. You don't win a national championship without taking football seriously. And Devontae, the Slim Reaper, has obviously taken football seriously throughout, throughout his entire time. Now, he talks about... He was asked about A.J. Brown. He was asked about Jalen Hurts and this, that, and the other. And he gave the typical can't answer. The typical, oh... We just want to be better. There's always room for improvement. We don't want to be we we, we don't want to be complacent. Uh, last year, he said last year AJ Brown got here a little late because of the trade. He was looking forward to year number two with the trio coming back together. Will we see the Eagles going right back to the Super Bowl? Will we see? Uh, yeah, they lost Miles Sanders, but 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 they obviously have Jalen Hurts going into year number four and Devontae Smith going into year number year number three. Uh, look. The Eagles are a team that's on the rise, and, they, and Howie Roseman has done it correctly over his tenure as general manager, always addressing the offensive line, every year addressing the offensive line uh, and, and bringing in linemen. So one of the things that Devontae Smith was asked was, hey, uh, during draft day, and, and really the last two drafts with the Philadelphia Eagles, Howie Roseman's been drafting a lot of Georgia Bulldogs. We all know the two-time national champions, Georgia Bulldogs, their defense the last two years has been quite incredible. Uh, but they've been—they've spent five of their last 12 draft picks in two seasons on Georgia Bulldogs. And so it's led a lot of people, it's led a lot of fans, it's led a lot of Georgia fans, and a lot of, you know, of course, Georgia fans should be proud. A lot of Bulldogs on one team should be proud. It, ca- it, ca- it caused the media to ask Devontae Smith, what do you think about being uh, earning a Georgia Bulldog reputation? What do you think about being the Philadelphia Bulldogs or uh, the the Georgia Eagles, XYZ, ABC? What, what, do, what do you think about that? And Devontae basically said, oh, I don't care. He said, it doesn't bother me. If that's what you, He said, you, if you dr- got to draft championship players to get back to the championship, that's what you got to do. It is what it is. 
made me wonder, is it really fair to call them the Philadelphia Bulldogs? Is it really fair to call them the Georgia Eagles? And I don't know that it is. I don't know that it is. You go through the roster, and, and, so, and so I did for it. You go through the roster, and you find interesting numbers here when you're looking, when you're looking through the, the, the Eagles roster. On the Alabama side, you've got Landon Dickerson, J- uh, Jalen Hurts, Josh Job, Eli Ricks, Devontae Smith, and Tyler Steen. I only passed simple math, but that simple math is one, two, three, four, five, six players with Alabama ties on the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you look on the Georgia side, yes, they've been drafting heavy Georgia players over the last two years, but Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Keely Ringo, Nolan Smith, and DeAndre Smith. Okay, back to my simple third grade math, one, two, three. Four, five, six. Oh man! So my third grade math tells me that six bulldogs and six crimson tigers equal one another. Six and six. No difference. No more. No less. Uh, I, I know when we get into deeper waters on the math game, I've got to call and phone a friend. But I think six and six equal one another. And so I wonder: is it really fair to call them the Philadelphia Bulldogs or the Georgia Eagles? This, that, or the other? I know. Okay, you've got some serious debate about Jalen Hurts and whether he's really Alabama or really Oklahoma. Well, I have a photo from gra- from my own graduation that happened to be Jalen Hurts' graduation that makes me feel very confident that Jalen Hurts is, is considered an Alabama Crimson Tide uh, football player or alum. I know he went to Oklahoma for a year and, and obviously went back to Oklahoma and got your master's degree, Jalen. Kudos and credit to you for that. That's, in- that's incredible. But now, I think that if Oklahoma wants to say he's Boomer Sooner, fine, let him. But I think you have equal claim for Alabama to say he's roll tight. So, those same two concepts can be played out with Eli Ricks and Tyler Steen. Eli Ricks of LSU and Alabama fame, and Tyler Steen of Vanderbilt and Alabama fame. So, you do have a little bit of, like, transfer portalese. Oh, Leonard Dickerson, you can't forget him. Florida State to Alabama. You do have a little bit of a transfer portal you know, popular guys on the Eagles, but I do think you have you still have enough uh, Alabama presence to to equal to equal the Georgia presence. The issue becomes when you look on like the contribution, who is uh, really really contributing. Josh Job didn't really do much for for the Eagles last year, special teams player, and Eli Ricks was an undrafted free agent in this offseason, so he still really hasn't done anything. Tyler Steen, third, fourth round draft pick, great. I think that, you know, you've got real good contributor. Landon, starter. He's a starter. Jalen just got paid $255 million. So he, that's, that goes without saying. And Devontae Smith has been a fine, uh, fine receiver over two seasons with over 2,000 receiving yards through just the two seasons. I, I, I think you look at the Georgia contingent and you do see guys who are uh, contributing at a more consistent level. Jalen Carter, obviously drafted in the first round. Jordan Davis drafted... Uh, I think second round last year. Uh, so, so you have starters on the uh, Eagles defense. Keely Ringo going to be interesting to see if he becomes a starter for the Eagles or not. Um, he's going to be battling with with, with what Darius Slay and uh, other high profile cornerbacks uh, that the Eagles have. So uh, you know it's a fun conversation. Are the Eagles more Alabama? Are they more Georgia? I think it just becomes a fan uh, a fan conversation throughout the off season. Gives people something to talk about. At the end of the day, 
both Alabama and both Georgia fans will be kind of celebrating uh, the Philadelphia Eagles' success. It's interesting. You you look throughout the, the NFL and, like, every single team, every single team, I think, except for the New Orleans Saints, has an Alabama player. So, really, it doesn't matter which NFL teams you're supporting, you can find you can find some Alabama Crimson Tide football players to to celebrate and to support, and uh, we do we can do that just as well with the Philadelphia Eagles as the Georgia Bulldogs can do with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. So you can read about read, read that piece about Devontae Smith and all his comments right there on BamaCentral.com. Uh, you can check out what he said about Jalen Hurts making it fun to go to work. You can check out what he said about AJ Brown go, go, going to uh, getting you know getting. Uh, year two getting more chemistry excuse me getting more chemistry with AJ Brown uh, I, I think they had a fun conversation with the Eagles media and you can read about that on BamaCentral.com alright one more topic one more topic for the day uh, as we've had a fun first week here on Bama Central one more topic for the day and of course anybody can chime in on this but Terrell Lewis uh, you know former Alabama Crimson Tide football player plays for the Los Angeles Rams at the moment Terrell Lewis took to Twitter the other day and looked we get a lot of our topics are a lot of our topics are just fun in, uh, fun creative topics from social media and so I thank Terrell Lewis for this idea Terrell Lewis says hey where is our 30 for 30 where is our 30 for 30 you, you guys know the 30 for 30s are a lot of fun they're great documentaries uh, that the ES, that ESPN puts on ESPN really contracts them out to uh, great video producers and, and so Terrell Lewis hey Alabama Dynasty where's our 30 for 30 we all know we all remember the Miami it's all about the U uh, documentary that, that hit. They did a two-part series. I think Billy Corbin was the director behind that that that, that uh, those two thirty for thirties. But look, the Miami Hurricanes, late eighties, early nineties. Oh man, they were incredible. A, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, a lot of you know you either loved them or you hated them, but you did watch them because they were highly entertaining and they won a lot of football games. So Billy Corbin putting on a big old. It's all about the U. 30 for 30, and then turning around and following up with the early 2000s version of that as well with Jeremy Shockley and company as, what, the 01 Miami Hurricanes ended up being national champions as well. So look, we're, we're kind of playing off that factor, but let's be honest. Nick Saban from 2007 to, to right now today, 16 years, look, our dynasty has been better than Miami's dynasty. Our dynasty has been the single greatest dynasty in, in college football history. You want to argue with me? You can at Joe Gaither six, but but really, it's been the single greatest dynasty in college football's history. Yes, I know Georgia has back-to-back national champions uh, championships so far during our reign, and Clemson has won a couple national championships during our reign. But 16 years and nine national championship game appearances. What what's that? Six national title wins. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. And so Terrell Lewis, I I. I, I encourage you uh, I, I encourage you to find patience I encourage you to be patient because I think this documentary I think this 30 for 30 series to go ahead and put one out right now it would be short-sighted it would be um, incomplete we all remember the 30 for 30 what roll tide war eagle we, we, we kind of surrounding the 2010 Alabama Auburn game the campback oh pain my worst Auburn loss in my Alabama, uh, in my fandom. Sorry, you got nothing on the kick six. The comeback was everything. But yeah, the, we remember the the documentary on on the comeback, and to me, you know, it was it was a nice story on the Alabama Auburn Iron Bowl rivalry, but it was incomplete. It wasn't really. 
don't know. It felt like it. It felt like it was missing some things. And so, if you want to have an, a documentary on the Alabama dynasty, on the Nick Saban dynasty, you've got to stretch it out over multiple parts, or you've got to focus on um, just couple of year blocks at a time. I I, I think you're 07 to a, to, to 11 or 12. You, you know you've got you've got five seven years right there in a block that, that becomes uh that becomes one dynasty or what becomes one one thirty for thirty. And then you take that 12 13 14 range right when Lane Kiffin arrives. Lane you take 12 you know year 2012 to 2017 or so the two the two the second and 26 and then you take 17 to present day and you've got to include 2020 the covid year the undefeated sec season i i, I think you have at least three parts here in a in a 30 for 30 series and and so you got to find a great filmmaker ap stidham who did the uh did, did uh the Wishbone Boys recently might might be a good candidate. You got to find a good filmmaker, and really, you have to get Nick Saban's access. You got to get access to AJ McCarron, Greg McElroy. You got to get access to you know the who's who, the Rolando McLean, Javier Arenas. You got to get access to guys who are currently stars in the NFL, Julio Jones. You got to get access to Tua Tagovailoa. You got to get access to the who's who to make it really. Um, match what they did with the Miami Dynasty with the Miami Dynasty documentary all about the U. So I think it's a great concept, but Terrell, Terrell, I think you need to be a little more patient and that's okay. I understand uh, a lot of people, you know, he left college and now the the story is done for Terrell Lewis, but no, it's not done for Alabama, not by a long shot, not by far. I think that as long as Alabama is is still uh, employing Nick Saban, uh, that, that we will be relevant and uh, right sniffing around near the top of college football. So, uh, Terrell, be a little patient. We'll have three, maybe four parts uh, of a 30 for 30 series coming out soon for you uh, I mean, when Nick Saban is done and retires. Just a couple other uh, notes for, for the Alabama Crimson Tide. If you're, following, uh, if, you're, if you're following any sporting event, Alabama Golf is going to be uh, doing national championships today. You'll be able to follow. Uh, you'll be able to follow Chris Walsh on a live blog right there on BamaCentral.com. We'll be able to see if Cannon, Clay, Colm, and company can put Alabama into contention for a national championship. Be a lot of fun if the guys were able to uh, make some noise out there. You'll be able to follow that on BamaCentral.com today. Uh, we'll just we'll kind of wrap it up, and we'll, we'll remind you: Alabama baseball is taking on Vanderbilt. It'll be about seven seven thirty tonight at, uh, on SEC Network. You'll be able to follow our live blog. Austin Hannon and Will Miller will be covering Alabama baseball as they're taking on Vanderbilt. If the the tide can can emerge victorious, they will take on the winner of Texas A and M and. Arkansas, who will be playing the first game at about 4.30. So you'll be able to watch both those games today and then see who Alabama can take on, uh, obviously, if we if we handle our own business and beat Vanderbilt. So you and then throughout the weekend, you beat, you beat the winner of them, and then you're playing again in the championship game. I believe that's going to be on Sunday. So hopefully the Alabama baseball team will be able to take care of business throughout the rest of the weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll be watching for any football news, any football news that comes and goes. It's obviously a slow time for Alabama. I'm reaching out to a couple of, a couple of people that uh, cover Louisiana to try to get somebody on to talk about Trey Amos. I also have reached out to Aaron Suttles, Aaron Suttles of Yay Alabama. Uh, we're talking about getting him on the show next week to talk about everything that they do with Yay Alabama and just have Aaron on. He's so knowledgeable about all things Alabama. I really appreciate everybody joining us this week. I mean. 
the first week trying something new. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a little risky, but it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate Chris Walsh and and uh, let's see, we had Chris Walsh, Austin Hannon, Will Miller, and Miss Katie Wyndham all joining us from Bama Central to, uh, this week. So for uh, for first week, it was a lot of fun. We're going to continue to try to take all your comments and questions and queries and suggestions and kind of implement them throughout time. Uh, you will, we'll try to spread our spread our platform as far and, and wide as it can go. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend watching the Diamond Sports because, look, if you'd asked me, if you'd asked me two months ago, Joe, do you care about Alabama baseball? Do you care about Alabama softball? Are they intriguing you right now? I'd said no. I'd have said no. Those those programs right now are. Just good enough to irritate me. Just good enough to make me pay attention and then and then and then break my heart. Yes, I, we all had a little heartbreak from Florida two nights ago, but the baseball team. I, I mean, I am very excited. I'm going to be like, if you just said, Joe, you're going to spend your Friday night watching baseball, I'd have said, no, 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 you're crazy. I don't like baseball in that fashion. But that's exactly what I'm going to do tonight. And that's what I'll be flipping back and forth watching the, the softball girls. I'll be paying attention to seeing if Patrick Murphy puts Montana Fouts out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. To, to, these teams have turned themselves into uh, have become very have become very interesting over the last couple of weeks. And, and yes, some of that has to do with uh, scandal, Brad Bohannon getting fired. Some of that has to do with injury. Montana Fouts having a little a nick. You know, she had a blister on her hand and now an injury on her knee. You don't like those negative stories, but sometimes the negative stories create interest and create intrigue. And what has both those programs done? What have both those programs done? Excuse me. Since those negative stories have hit, they've won. They've won, and they and, and, and they've been successful since. And so that's what's been so much fun and so much so interesting to watch. And so yes, tonight I'm going to be paying attention, close attention to Alabama baseball. I'm going to be paying close attention to Alabama softball, taking on Northwestern. If you just said, Joe, this Alabama softball team is going to go to Oklahoma City with a number five seed, and they're going to have a chance to win a national title, I'd have said, you are absolutely nuts. 18 losses on the year. They can't hit consistently. They don't have a pitcher behind Montana Fowles. Well, the last. Three weeks they put almost all of that to bed um yes you still want to have consistency behind montana in the circle but if you could get the the active hitting if you can get the consistent hitting the passing the bat like a baton the patrick murphy style from the offensive side of the plate sky's the limit this team this team can really surprise people and they might be remembered as a team that's uh you know, you put it together late. It doesn't matter about the 18 regular season losses. Nobody remembers the early season loss to UCLA or the Clearwater Classic that kind of was an up and down event. The SEC series losses throughout the year. No one remembers it. It was just going to remember you going to Oklahoma City and making a lot of noise in the postseason. And so, look, it's still right. All out there in front of you uh, for the Alabama softball team. So we're going to be paying attention to that at 7 p.m. tonight. That's going to do it for us today. I know it's a little shorter show, a little shorter show just because it's a Friday and just because we're less on content today. I'm going to go ahead and turn this bad boy around. We're going to put it out on BamaCentral.com. We're going to put it out on Spotify. We're going to put it out on all the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. I'll be back with you on Monday. If Chris Walsh doesn't fire me over the weekend, hopefully not. I don't think that's 
that's going to happen yet. But we'll see. I'll be back with you on Monday at 1 p.m. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at JoeGaither6, at Bama Central, and, and pay attention to all our announcements. You can play on all our Twitter games. Oh, yeah. We'll just go back to that that, that loop real quick. The Alabama and Auburn, the, excuse me, the Alabama and Georgia conversation, I put it out there to uh, to my social media followers at JoeGaither6 on the Twitter machine. Are the Eagles more Alabama or are they more Georgia? And I did lay it out there that it was six players on each side, six Alabama and six Georgia. Name uh, names. Tried to make it as clear and obvious as possible that it was six on each side. But uh, 270 votes, 270 votes, 62% of the people 62%, two-thirds of the people basically saying the Eagles are more Georgia Bulldogs than they are Alabama Crimson Tide, despite the fact, despite the fact that both <laughs> both schools are equally represented with six and six, uh, six representatives each uh, from their schools on the Philadelphia Eagles. You can always participate in all of our Twitter games on at, on the Twitter at JoeGaither6, leave some comments, jump in there, had some nice interaction uh, about that, lots of people asking if I could count not very well but I can get up to six uh, once you get past 12 13 14 I, I start to fumble with my counting uh, so yes a lot of people asking if I can count just want to confirm that yes I can count uh, but not very high six is plenty uh, and you can play in all of our Twitter games at Joe Gaither six so for Bama Central uh, for, for my man Chris Walsh for our, all of our reporters out in the field they're gonna have a busy night Chris Wal uh, Chris Walsh is following golf Katie Windham Edwin Stanton following softball Will Miller and Austin Hannon following baseball. It's going to be a very busy weekend around Bama Central. We're going to have a lot of fun covering it for you guys. Anything that you, that you guys need, you can find it at BamaCentral.com and that'll keep you up to date with all the Alabama news and notes as it happens. So for Joe Gaither, hey, that's me. For the listener, hey, that's you. It's going to be, it was a great first week and I hope you'll join me again next week as we're back live again on Monday at 1 p.m. Roll tight, everybody. <laughs>